okay. subscribe to our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. which is uh, that which I've is not great. done, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, a little bit of homework for yeah. you. <laughs> 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 Hello and welcome along to the Community Notice Board. <laughs> <laughs> it's the catchphrase too. Please don't include any of that. Oh, uh, we'll cut that out. Yeah, we better. Maybe a future Patreon. Yeah, send it to me though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hello, welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes, and coming of age tales. Oh, baby, do we have a heater? <laughs> For you today, we've got one of our favorite guests returning, a superstar of podcasts, of television, a bit of a film buff. Wow. We have Alexi Toliopoulos wow. in the, the studio. is back. <laughs> <laughs> you read my notes for this? Yeah, I'm excited to be here, excited to discuss. Wow, you all drank in unison as soon as we began <laughs> talking. Like, we can go, we can go. We synced up, baby. Wow, we are all in sync except for me. I must join you, Colin. <laughs> when you pod together, your cycles start to sync up. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we all become thirsty and desperate. For the YouTube, I always have to get a screenshot of us like enjoying ourselves. And every time it's like enjoying, 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 drinking a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and I just have to scroll through to find a, a fucking oh. clip. Enjoying, enjoying, enjoying guest stone face. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just looking at their watches <laughs> normally. On I'm their saying, phone. <laughs> cool. Texting a group chat being like, it's as bad as I thought. But no, it's even better. (laughs) (laughs) And today we are discussing a little suburb in the inner west called Dulwich Hill. Back to the inner west, Lexi. Dulwich Hill. I got to bring you back to my home country. The inner western suburbs of Sydney, Australia. Because we did Leichhardt with you last time. Yeah, Yeah. Leichhardt. We did Leichhardt last time, which is where I went to high school, primary school. Uh, I lived there for the first, I think, like six or seven years of my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then for most of my formative years, probably were, uh, I was living in Dulwich Hill. Okay. Or a tiny little suburb near it as well called Helston Park. Okay. But so I think Helston Park will probably not be a great episode. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you must have stories for days. Wine, the, roll the oh. tape, baby. <laughs> well, where Sit do back. I begin? <laughs> Dulwich Hill it is known for its culinary exploits. <laughs> Focused in the Mediterranean of Australian culture, also lots of Greek shit, lots of Greek <laughs> shit in that neighborhood. So it was a good Greek neighborhood to grow up in. My grandfather, my papu, he died in Dulwich Hill. So that's very exciting. Okay. okay. Maybe that will come up. Yeah. Maybe that will come up. Well, okay. I mean, speaking of Greek, uh, this was a quick, <laughs> speaking of Greek. quick review um, yep. from the uh, Gladstone Hotel. Oh, is, you know, I've, I think I've only been inside once in my whole life. Okay, well, yeah. you might want to stay away because according to Nate, one star, the fat security guard needs a backhander. <laughs> <laughs> food is good though, Greek food fair. Wow. Yeah. So, I have heard the food is okay there. I, the only time I've ever been there was I was like very young, like six, seven years old. And for some reason we went for a family dinner to the pub. I think... It would have been like maybe there were other people with us. I don't think it was just me and my parents. And they had a jukebox. 
And mm. I was a little kid, and the only music I really knew and liked was Elvis. Like, I loved Elvis. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Dad, I want to put blue suede shoes on because I found out, oh, jukebox is like in Happy Days and shit. You put money in <laughs> yeah, and the song that you elbow want plays. It, yeah. And I was like, wow, okay, we're going to put it on. And then my dad put money in, put blue suede shoes on the jukebox. And then I got overwhelmed by the stress going, like, I guess the primitive childlike form of going, what if this is the wrong vibe? What if, I, <laughs> what if I've ruined everyone's night in this place by putting on the wrong song? And I just remember like maybe my first anxiety experience was just going, dad, we need to get out of here. Like, I, say, I feel really sick. We need to go home. We need to go home. Because I just was like, oh no, what if I ruined the whole vibe yeah, playing Elvis? God. You know that stress that Drew's probably had a million times putting on a YouTube video at a party? Like, you guys are going to watch this. Oh, yeah. Fucking Jordan Peterson. <laughs> You guys have a little thing called Andrew Bensley Raw. And we're doing the karaoke version where yeah. I sing along to it. I'll put the subtitles on for everybody. <laughs> little bouncing ball there. Yeah. Yeah. We, we should edit that and put a little Mickey Mouse head. <laughs> I'll have the medium. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. That's a very young age to remember an anxiety yeah. Uh, yeah. driven episode. Well, I guess it was a formative memory of yeah. my life. What is the Character you, did you leave life. before it played or was your dad Absolutely. like, no? Absolutely. I ah. probably would have kicked up a huge tantrum that, in hindsight, probably way more embarrassing than just <laughs> yeah. loose suede shoes playing that a seven-year-old boy chose to play. It'd be right. It'd be right. goes like, crazy and then they're like, oh my God, this guy needs to be escorted out. He's having a tantrum. Then you leave, blue suede shoe comes on and everyone's just like, Fuck this rock! <laughs> People start doing rockabilly, doing this twist and stuff. Yeah. As if, yeah, a six-year-old, seven-year-old kid plays Elvis. No yeah. one's gonna be like, "Look at this loser!" Kid. Yeah. It's like I'm adorable. Like it's so you know, it's so cute. The only thing better would be if you stress out, jump up, try to hit it to stop it, and then Arthur Fonzarelli <laughs> and it just starts again. And yeah. everyone's like, "This kid it plays rules. louder. <laughs> yeah. it plays louder. There's more reverb this time. What the heck?" I, 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 in my soccer team, like end of year drinks once, my, uh, like we we're probably like twenty or something. And this guy in our team put it on the jukebox. He's like, oh, wait for the song that comes on next. And it was like um, Aqua, one of those stupid Barbie Aquas, the Barbie girl. Yeah, and yeah. he was like, isn't that hell? And the most humiliating bomb experience oh, I've ever wow. seen. Yeah, just like the look on his face, yeah. like this will be funny. And we just had to sit there and like, dude, this is. Uh, I must've heard that story. That's all I was. It was just, you know, what, three minutes of excruciating pain if it didn't work. I was like, get me the heck out of here. We got <laughs> to leave. Uh, the Gladi, have we, have we, do we go there recently? We have, I, I've never been to the Gladstone. No. We occasionally, I occasionally walk past Dulwich Hill and I'm always like, ooh, I should go in, but mm. I have never been in. Well, that was fun. You should go in. <laughs> yeah, maybe this will finally be the thing that pushes me over the edge. If you learn anything from my story, living with anxiety around. <laughs> I'm going to go in. I'm going to put on my bluest Swedish shoes I have got. Yeah. You better believe I'm putting Lincoln Park on the jukebox. I love the idea of Jamie living in a world where he's got social anxiety about going into a pub. You know, like, <laughs> Jamie's like, I've just got to get over my phobia and go inside. <laughs> what if they're out of fear? <laughs> right. I have been to one place in. Uh, the uh, one of the small bars. Mm. This is a comedy story. I think I might have told it before, but it was one of my favorites. Wow. Do you remember? Uh, so there's a gig called Happy Endings that's mm -hmm. on. It's been on for ages. It's one really night of the week. 
Uh, it's a Friday and Saturday at King's Cross. <laughs> if you want to book some tickets, out. I don't know how to get them, but yeah. it's popular, baby. Yeah, shout and out to Happy Endings. Yeah, great <laughs> gig, but also the guy who runs it runs all these satellite gigs, and they are the opposite. They are sad endings. Wow. They are all pretty universally terrible. Wow. And most are defunct now, and he did one at Dulwich Hill, and I think the bar, it was a small Insane. bar. I that's think it was insane. called Butcher's Brew, yeah, maybe? Butcher's Brew, yeah, Brew, yeah. Butcher's mm. Brew. That's a place I've never been inside of. Yeah. I get a bit of the Jamie Kirks around there. Oh, maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> maybe Trepanacious walking inside. I was in there doing some Elvis moves, <laughs> putting, putting stuff on the jukebox. Just dying put, on the how, Yeah, doing hound dog. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I, I went there for a gig. It was a Monday night in the middle of winter, so it's like pitch fucking black. Oh, like this is insane, dude. I meet like a Monday night room in Dulwich Hill. Yeah, yeah, crazy. yeah. I can't yeah. think. Of and this, this was like mm. two or three years. Like this is pre-COVID as well. So yeah. like, yeah. Well, there's one way that could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we opened it up in June. Would have had would have had the same attendance. Yeah. Let me yeah. tell you that. Um, so is it get, a big space? It's a, no, it's a very small space. Mm. Like a, a good show yeah. there could very easily be like ten to twelve mm. people. It's in an old butcher's shop, so it's yeah. real small. And it, and it's like a cool bar, and we get there and. And um, the guy running it's like a little stressed. He's walking around being like, is anyone coming in? Constantly like going outside looking yeah. to see if anyone's yeah, coming. barking on the street of Dulwich Shield. <laughs> oh, yeah. 7 p.m. Who wants to come see comedy? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I remember standing outside being like, mm. uh, this isn't going to help yeah. at all. No. And um, just waiting. And he was like, oh, we've got like 12 pre-sale tickets and there's two people oh, inside. And bad. I was like, 12, not bad. Yeah. But they aren't coming, baby. Mm. And uh, the MC was a very funny comedian, Mike Goldstein. He yeah. was there. He was down from Melbourne. He was just like, yeah, we should cancel this. We should can cancel, cancel, cancel. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I would love to cancel this gig yeah. and just go home. Mm -hmm. But the guy was like, we can't cancel. I've been told that there are 12 pre-sales and I cannot cancel. Oh. And the minimum that need to have a show is four and we're looking there's two and we're just like just clock watching yeah. being like here we go here we go here we go here mm -hmm. we go and then one minute before two more people rock up and you've never seen the booker more relieved he was just like that's the show baby oh my you've gosh. never seen goldstein's face fall quicker yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh, the headliner that night was uh, the bloke himself chris franklin oh my oh, god that's wow. huge yeah yeah huge comic Love a, uh, seemed like a lovely guy, but th so the show starts and Chris Franklin is not there yet, and it's going like it's mm. fun. Like Goldstein's really doing some. <laughs> it's going, alright. Yeah, yeah. He's doing great crowd work. It's fun. I I got on. I had a bit of fun. And I can't remember if I bombed or not. It went. <laughs> to paraphrase a friend of ours, it went fine. Wow, you but, seem uh, to remember almost every detail. So I was wearing a white shirt. <laughs> with yeah. Can't remember how I went. Scene missing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But uh, so like it's going along and at like some point there's a little break to get drinks and the four people are still there milling about. And this is when Chris Franklin walks in and he's got like two like big, like clear plastic, like carry cases. Wow. And he walks in, he s says hello to everyone. He's like, hi, I'm Chris. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I know who you are, but that's, that's cool. Thank yeah. you. And then like, he looks at for you to introduce yourself to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a bit of a bloke. I'm a bit of an orca. And I, um. And he looks around and he goes, fuck, four people. Not going to be able to sell any stubby holders tonight, am I? <laughs> and I was like, this guy rocks. Wow. And then he went on. I think that's four guaranteed sales. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure. Five, including Jamie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He went on, crushed, mm -hmm. open with bloke, 
then wow. did wow. like 20 minutes Holy of comedy. Shit. And then you better believe he closed with Bloke again. Oh, <laughs> oh, and like, and it, He's a master. And it was, so, and it was great. Wow. And like, so I, like just the straight, no callback, he no, changes like he, to Bloke, just Bloke, no, no, Bloke he, again. And he was no very remix. funny and very nice, but just walking in and being like, and being like so disappointed that he wouldn't wow. be able to sell Chris Franklin's stubby holders. I was like, man, comedy rules. Yeah. <laughs> just like, that actually would be a dream. Like I think about how many times I've listened to that song oh, in my yeah, life. Yeah. Oh, I reckon... Over a thousand, over a thousand times. And often I'll watch it, listen to it and go, God, that's fun. Go straight back to the start, watch it again. And he knew. He knows. You got to give them both. You got to give it both at the same time. Sandwich you know? it. The bloke yeah, sandwich. Exactly. You know? Fun fact, film clip to that shot in the main streets of Tuggeranong in Canberra yeah. where my old man lives. Oh. Yeah, and many famous comedians are in there. Vince Sorrenti. I think on those in it. I love to say famous comedians ago. It's Vince Sorrenti, <laughs> most famous comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Vince Sorrenti. Yeah. I love the idea of that song being anything. Like I'd love. I don't know if there's a. I don't know, a documentary, but like, but like, but like, how does he on single? But how like, does he approach I in the someone? And like, I guess he was doing it as a bit of a just on stage thing, and then someone said, "Do release that with single." Oh, Is that right. true? In really? 1999, I think he won wow. Royal. But then at that song. point, surely you'd have to go to Meredith Brooks and be like, "Yeah, look, I've got this thing. We're going to commercialize it." I think Australia yeah, was still flying it. under the radar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were getting away. Yeah. Australia was <laughs> <laughs> and now we're bringing it up in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> when Meredith Brooks sees this episode, she's like, oh, Lexi Tolliopoulos? She's wow, going to be funny. so mad. He's guy. I've got to listen to this. <laughs> um, speaking of the, the Gladstone, I will give you a little flavour, Kirk, or Lexi. Oh, you might um, want to go back in your, in okay, your adulthood. Interesting. Um, so I do have some, some longer reviews other than wow. the security guard who needs a smack. Uh, this one's from Tim, and we love on the we pod. Love Tim. We love Tim. We <laughs> also love a nice response from the, the owner. When oh, they, wow. Yeah. And I like when they get into them. This one's a little odd because this is Tim, uh, one star, and he says, There was a good chef at lunch, and I really enjoyed the nachos and wedges. The hotel, however, it's changed its stance on eating outside food in the sports bar adjacent, where previous management were more in tune with the community, uh, making things worse. I as I don't cook, I spent over $100 at the restaurant this week. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> those, dr oh, wow. those draconian rules have alienated so many locals. Only saw four people turn up to watch the football on the previous night. Wow. Well done for setting an all-time low. Wow, wow. awesome use of draconian because I feel like <laughs> this guy doesn't know what that means. Like, <laughs> I heard these two words but put yeah, together yeah. and it means something bad. He's nailed it. <laughs> so that's one star from Tim. Uh, response from the owner. Uh, hi, Tim. Thanks for your kind words. We look forward to seeing you again. Sassy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I reckon either they're being sassy mm -hmm. or they've read the first line, which says yep. there was a good chef at lunch and yep. they thought we've nailed this. He's, yeah. he's no fucked need up the to star. Read. Yeah, no yeah. need to look at the star system. But it's basically a story of Tim being a guy at the TAB who brought in like Ogalo or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's crazy. The guy can't make toast at home, so yeah. he's just abusing every pub. Uh, this one's from Caitlin, and I love when some like, this person has clearly just lost their mind. She she starts off first line: "This pub does not listen." Oh, and there's a comma between this pub and does not listen. She okay. just wants pub to emphasize it. Does okay. not listen. Uh, I know they've heard every day I go there, which is every second weekday at the at the least. I ask. Got a lot of maths going on. system. I go every yeah. single second day. Every <laughs> two months. Okay, every month that ends in a one <laughs> or an eight. When, when draconian doesn't work, she's like, well, the English major didn't work. I've got math. Yeah, we're going mathematical with this one. Uh, 
Every time she goes, she asks, what do you think of your tap beers and why don't you have Coopers anymore? Mm. So this is a woman after my own heart. Mm. I, I love Coopers a Coopers stand. green. Yeah. Uh, and they retort, it's because we have a deal with Carlton Brewery. Mm-hmm. This is fair enough. However, they have a very limited selection of nice drinking hours on tap. Sure, they have a pretty good selection of lagers like Reshers, Carlton, etc. And it's understandable they don't have twoies considering their deal with Carlton. However... They keep the mid-strength four pines on tap, but not the full-strength pale ale. Oh, my gosh. Comparatively to the Cooper's beers they had on tap previously, the only beers they have that are a match are over $10 a schooner, such as the Pirate Life Pale Ale. Wow. This is a real beer beer file. I don't know what you're This seems like it might have been written by D. Bensley. (laughs) (laughs) This is like Beer Rain Man or something like that. There's no way this person writing this has lived anything else outside this moment <laughs> like years like this is their one this is their one like nemesis their one I think they're source like of energy Aaron Brockovich or something like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take down this pub you just brought a briefcase of evidence and deep thorough research into what's going on with the tap beers of a local pub uh, she she uh, she continues. It just seems strange and unwarranted that they would remove three great Cooper's beers off the tap and not <laughs> replace them with comparable substitutes. Wow! <laughs> While I love this pub for its diverse areas, from the main bar to the restaurant to wow. the nice outdoor area and large sports diverse. bar, <laughs> each one of these is based on a different culture. By <laughs> <the way. laughs> uh, it makes me unhappy that no matter how many times it's brought up to the staff in brackets, I regularly ask how often people ask for Coopers, and they always say many times a night, especially on Fridays. Wow! Which is of course one. Of the second days of the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's still no change to the beers on tap, whether it be regular or seasonal. While this could be a nice pub for people who haven't been here before, if you can get over the irregular pricing of the food, it fails to satiate the more than regular requests of their most faithful patrons. Oh my God, is this good food, guy? <laughs> wrote this review. This is crazy. Then she just finishes, which I love. This is the, the final line. She just says, Sometimes I feel when slapping my card against the FPOS machine, I'm slapping my own hand across my face. Oh, <laughs> wow. We've got a regular Benjo Patterson <laughs> What the hell? Oh, the dramatic twist. And okay. then uh, look, last, last, certainly not least, is Peter Strong. And this mm-hmm. bloke. Wow. Right, this is from five years ago. One star, Peter Strong. Been attending the open mic nights on Tuesday and was t- told I wasn't welcome back anymore because someone was offended when I sang a love song dedication. Wow. Can you believe that? How pathetic. This wow. hotel is pure evil and filled with people with hatred in their hearts. Avoid this hotel at all costs. They are out to destroy you. I will oh be taking God. a court action out on them for defamation of character. So expect to be served, Badstone Hotel. Wow. <laughs> he went for a the pun at the end. The Gladstone of the Badstone. I pray I never find out that man sung Hound Dog in that. <laughs> <laughs> I pray. If that was the reaction. <laughs> well, let me ask you, what do you guys think was the dedication? Or do you think he just stared someone creepily while singing? Of course. Yeah, no, dedication to one of the women behind the bar. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Of course. Okay. It's always and that. It was like, un- he, there was no lead up to it. He just went for it. And I'm pitching this guy's like 60. And it's like an eighteen-year-old uni student, and he says, "This one's for you, darling." And it's like, "Ride it, my pony." <laughs> <laughs> but it could, you got to think of the acoustic. Oh, yeah, of man. course, I love it. Fucking oh. Peter Strong, but yeah, Peter. that's a Gladstone. So I reckon we should go this weekend, maybe Kirk and yeah. Grab it's the open mic night. Extremely yeah. expensive yeah. pirate life ale. I think of all the best like love songs to serenade <laughs> the bar. I'll have to smuggle my own Coopers in. Yeah. yeah uh, smuggle your own Coopers and pray that they're fine. You brought a burger from outside the world. <laughs> <laughs> just on reviews, I just got one very quick one. I don't know if you've ever been to Gel's Barber Shop in Dulwich Hill. 
Um, I went there and I remembered this because I, you know, if I'm going to a barber shop, I'm not a big picky barber guy. I'm just the walk in. And yeah. so all I do is Google or start just, is it above four yeah. and something, right? Four yeah. and change. Okay, this guy. Yeah, this, give they, me the business, please. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, they, they were three and like three point three stars. Which okay, I was pretty, pie. Pretty, yeah, yeah three, pretty close to pie. Pretty close to pie. <laughs> not, not always a good <laughs> sign. <not> good. <laughs> oh. And uh, a lot of the reviews were very. Uh, some of the reviews are good, but I think there's one guy who owns it, and if you get him, you're given a bad review. Oh, if you get wow. anyone else, someone's like the young fella was great, and then everyone's like the old fella sucks. You wow, know? this is not unlike a sign. It is very similar. So uh, I, I've got three reviews, but they're all there's there's dozens that are very similar. But basically, he's very he just rushes you out. It, it takes you like three minutes, which I like. But mm. apparently, he's a bit a bit haphazard. But uh, Christopher says went there specifically asking for a brush back haircut. Came out with a comb over and a ruined <laughs> head of hair. Don't go in there unless yeah, like unless you want your hair head ruined. And then Tim's like, I've had a few haircuts there. Same Tim. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, been, uh, been last two times. I got I've reprimanded for eating an outside <laughs> at the barbershop. Um, and he said, I have a full head of hair and I left with what can only be described as a comb over. Wow. <laughs> so I'm this thinking, is the song. <laughs> he gets a comb over in that episode. So I was thinking, all right, this guy, just wow. maybe he He's just, got the special. He just nails the comb over. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, get the guy a break. He just knows one you move. You ask for a comb over, he gives you the slick back. Yeah. And then, but then I saw Pano's a one star. When here asking for a fade with a comb over, <laughs> instead he used a razor and butchered the side of my head. Oh don't my recommend God. coming here at all. So oh this guy does not listen. If wow. you want a comb, so if you want a comb over, don't ask for a comb over. Ask for anything else. This guy wa- just feels what your head needs. <laughs> so I know how to sculpt you. I know what you need. There you go. So gels, barber. Do you remember what your haircut was like? Oh, I, that's the thing though. I read all those reviews. Comb over. And then they were like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We got a comb over alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they kept saying, the young, there's a bunch of other reviews that say, the young fella's really good. It's just the old guy who's really bad. And then when I was walking past, um, I poked my head in, young fella sat down. Fine, completely fine. Okay, so, right. You just avoid, I never saw the old fella, but um, uh, Gels, J-E-L-Z. Yes. Of nice. course. Uh, you know, if that is Gel himself, he needs to get some my new f- moves. My first haircut in Sydney was at the Marrickville Metro. Wow. When I moved just here. Just cuts? Um, no, it was some, I don't I know. I know the called. one you mean, because it's, there's, there were two. I used to work at Marrickville Metro just when I was like starting doing comedy I was probably the most depressed I've ever been in my life. I used to work at Sanity there. Oh, oh my God. I had clinical depression, I think, <laughs> working there. Because I worked at Sanity. It sells DVDs and CDs and shit. Yep. So everyone that came in was just a different version of a moron that didn't know how to download stuff. <laughs> and so it was just like each day you have the same conversation and there'd be someone whose grandma got them like a voucher go, yeah, I don't really want anything from here. Can yeah. I just get, like, what? you don't even have this on Blu-ray, okay? I'm like, oh my God, please kill me. I hate this place. <laughs> it's a dying business, right? I was obsessed with this barbershop. It would for sure be the one you were talking about because it's the one that you come in and you enter as like in the food court area. Or would have been. There was like they had this. Yes. They had a big projector screen in there. And it was kind of like a hip. Like it was meant to look kind of hip and cool, like wooden and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, we and it attracted had, this fucking had, pigeon. Uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they had like this projector screen on the wall, and in the it was a DVD player projecting onto the screen. I never forgot it because 
the DVD that they were playing every single day. I worked there for two years, and every time I went back, it was still playing. Was the movie Two Guns starring Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg? Oh, and wow, they would play yeah, it once that. in the morning, and then menu all day long. <laughs> <laughs> menu all day. It's like the first thing they do. They come here, they turn it. Must start playing because they just turn on all the power. And then the, you got an hour and a half of the movie. Then just menu all day long. The looping menu. You just see like that little play button, the little rectangle showing that selected just flashes signifying the menu is playing one more time oh but there's God. no music the music's not attached so it's just like a big Denzel <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg holding two guns each <laughs> pointed oh, away from each other and then just set up play special features, <laughs> special features that's of it of course that wow. might have been it might have been, wow. might have been I don't remember exactly where <laughs> it was in there but it was it was just it was like a classic like staffed by Gigantic Lebanese yeah, man. Well, it was yeah. hanging out all day. Who do you think's watching Two Guns? Two Guns? Yeah, who do you think wants to have a Two Guns themed wood barbershop? They're, they're working on their spec script. <laughs> Three Guns. <laughs> <laughs> you nice. better believe it has Vin Diesel in it. I used to work. Do you remember the old uh, I? like iPod ads where it was like the silhouette and yep. the dancing. How could I forget? Yeah, amazing. Bono's on there yeah. sometimes. I used to work at uh, Big W and in wow. the home entertainment section, I never worked there. And at first I was like, that must be the sweetest area mm. because it doesn't get all the customers and you're yeah. surrounded by the beautiful DVDs and Blu-rays. Yeah, so I'd just be coveting the them comforts. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Be like, ooh, right. super bad. There's a commentary <laughs> on it. But wow. like that, when those iPad things came in, they put like one of those, I guess, like installations in where like a lot of the mm. stuff was colored, like the silhouettes. And they would play the songs from the commercials. The same one, whatever one was popular at yeah. the time, on repeat the yeah. entire day. Oh, so you'd walk boss, through. Chris, I, 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 Ten thousand yeah, times. Yep, that one. Uh, know you girls by Franz Ferdinand oh, wow. was one where you're like, oh, this isn't a bad song, mm-hmm. and then like at, at the end of the day, you're like, I'm gonna kill everyone in Scotland. Wow. But the worst one was um, I'm, I'm kill yours. Archduke Franz yeah. Ferdinand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get the time machine to go back. I'm gonna be damned what the consequences are of it. <laughs> no. The worst one was I'm Yours by J- Mr. AZ himself, Jason Mraz. Wow. That one, that ukulele thing playing. Uh, no, 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 yeah. No. yeah, great song. From like 7.45 till 6.30. Wow. Like, that's a long time to listen to Jason oh, Mraz. Yeah. Great song. Wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay. Did you get a good snip from I'd, that place? I'd dedicate that <laughs> song to a bartender and get banned for an open wow. show. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I got a bad snip from that place. Wow. And I sat a down. A bad snip. And, uh, and yeah, to me. It was was one of the most aggressive uh, moments of disrespect in my life because the guy cut my hair... And then he gave me, he goes, and he gave me the like, holy shit, this guy's a criminal. He gives me that like, what do you like, what do you reckon? Mm. And never, nobody in the history of the world has ever said anything other than, thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I, I was like, yeah, yeah, man, looks good. And then he, he he openly laughed at his own job that he did on my, like he just laughed at me, like he was like, you sure? He's dying. I was like, you ever cut hair before? It's his first fucking day. Sure, he wasn't laughing at one of his favorite scenes in the movie Two Guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mark, you might crack me up, brother. Yeah. Me up. He's just standing there on the menu. Oh, yeah. man, but you I know, know he would have prevented 9 11. Yeah, he just that's what I think is so there. funny. That's what I think is so funny. I love I, that guy. I got a haircut once, and the lady was like, sh- like, sh- like uh, with a no thing clippers, you know what I mean? Real tight clippers there. And she's going, she goes, Oh, and she goes, Are you okay? And I'm like, 
What? Your brain's go, leaking, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, are you sure you're okay? And then she was like, mucking around back there. I'm like, I don't know what it was <laughs> going on. are fighting me back. Yeah, and then she got the fucking mirror out the end and she just fucking cut a big chunk oh my of my... God. And I had blood coming. Like, it was like a congealed blood thing there. <laughs> she t- she'd gone like... And I Name barely and felt it. Where did you go? Just cuts, actually. Wow. <laughs> uh, just cuts. Yeah. It was That's in, what they uh, promised. Just cuts. Yeah, yeah. just on cuts. Neck, and that was it. <laughs> just chunks, brother. We're cutting chunks, baby. Um, Holy God. crap. There we go. What do we got? I got a, I got one uh, little story about a f- historical character. Oh, Should okay. I go into this? Yeah, go for it. Because it's a wow. bit it's a bit silly. Um, mm-hmm. A guy. Uh, have you guys heard of the Urn Malley affair? No. I love any historical wow. thing that's like an affair. You know what yeah. I mean? But James McCauley was a guy who was involved in this. He went to um, Fort Street High School in Petersham, mm-hmm. and he went to Sydney Uni. But then he was the organist and the choir master at the Holy Trinity Church. In Dulwich Hill. Okay. Okay. So he was there, but he was also um, he was a poet, right? Wow. And uh, so he he edited the um, literary journal of the University of Sydney, um, the uni there, and um, he, you know he was a very traditional poetry guy, but uh, at the time, in this is in the thirties, mm. the thirties and forties. There was a rival poetry scene uh, coming up in Melbourne. Very oh modernist, nah. avant-garde. Probably more story-based. Yeah. Like literally, <laughs> less literally. Punchy. A little more whimsical, it would sound. <laughs> yeah. uh, honestly, it's uh, yes, exactly wow. what a was going on. history repeats itself of every generation. I know. <laughs> so uh, they're, they're very they're, um, surrealist and expressionism and wow. just um, wankiness, mm. according to um, James. And uh, it was in uh, a guy from Adelaide, Max Harris, grew up in Adelaide, moved to Melbourne. Of course. Very, of course. Wow. What, um, what era is this, by the way? Uh, the 30s to 40s. 30s so okay. war era. They've yeah, dodged the, the, the Great Depression. The, yeah. yeah. All the yeah. Brisbane poets moving to Sydney, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're coming down. <laughs> um, so, that, but uh, Mac, this other guy, Max uh, Harris, uh, starts a journal, literary journal called wow. The Angry Penguins. Which is just so like, you know, like the penguin of doom, wanky, surreal bullshit, you know? That's Adelaide's? This Adelaide person? Adelaide guy, and he moved to Melbourne and then became a big thing in Melbourne, a literary journal called The Angry Penguins. And they were promoting all this ridiculous poetry, surrealist and expressionist stuff. So Macaulay um, in Sydney and he's he's another mate called Harold Stewart, they hated this. They were very punchy poetry, you know, (laughs) old school. None of this nonsense, get straight to the point, you know what I mean? And so they decided to uh, perpetrate a hoax on Harris and Angry Penguins. So what they did was they invented a poet, a guy called Ernest Laylor Malley, and they wrote a bunch of absolute garbage poetry oh, and wow. and came up with this crazy backstory of this guy who was like this he was a 25 year old um a guy who like grew up in in petersham and he uh, moved he was a car mechanic and insurance salesman this fake guy and then he died at the age of 25 and then his sister stumbled upon his belongings and found all this poetry oh, wow. and she and she was <laughs> like uh, like the f- sister again is fake and she submitted it to angry penguins and that so but but what these two guys do j- to to create mm. it all so james and uh and uh, harold they basically they sat down in 1943 they wrote 17 poems under this guy's name called and they named the whole like collection the darkening ecliptic and oh, their writing yeah, style that's yeah. perfect wow, that's that is, so rude that's a juicy worm on the hook mm. oh, man. To get these so their writing out. style they described it what they did was they basically um started li- they just went through the the oxford dictionary shakespeare dictionary quotations just picking out words and phrases 
at random and then just like oh, sort of just adding them all stunning. together, you know, smushing oh, them. Oh, wow. We opened books at random, chosen a word or phrase haphazardly. We made a list of these, wove them into nonsensical sentences. We misquoted and made false allusions. Um, deliberately perpetrated bad verse, selected awkward rhymes from Ripman's Rhyming Dictionary. And they just did all this stuff. And then they basically got it all. They sent it to um, Harris and um, and – uh, then I'll read you some of the poetry. Yeah, yeah, please. This is so good. This so, is some of the most top-tier bullying I've ever heard. <laughs> I feel electric right now hearing this. <laughs> and so they sent it in. Uh, this is Dura, Innsbruck, 19, uh, 1495. I this is one of the poems. I had often cowled in the slumberous heavy air, closed my inanimate lids to find it real, and knew it would. The colourful oh. spires and painted roofs, the high snow glimpsed at the back... All reversed in the quiet, reflecting waters. It's just gibberish. Right. Yeah. Not knowing then that the juror perceived it too, now I find once more that I've shrunk to an interloper, robber of a dead man's dream. I have read in books that art is not easy, but no one warned the minds of repeats of his ignorance, the vision of others. I am still the black swan of trespass on alien waters where I have lived. Wow. And that's one of, and there's 17 of that. My God, robber of a dead man's dream. You see that and you go, well, I guess I will publish this. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, yeah. Nice that wasn't a bad one. Exactly. So then Max basically, Basically, um, he got it. He uh, was absolutely taken away with it. Oh. He, pub he, he, he printed a special <laughs> edition. He rushed out oh. a special edition of Angry Penguins. Fuck. When you do hear a good story, though, about like this guy died, yeah. like, okay, you start seeing the inside in there, you know? Exactly. So he, he got a, he commissioned a specific artwork um, oh. by this guy, and it was like celebrating the life. Fuck. This could happen to me, I reckon. Er <laughs> I could be done like this. ABC having a great podcast series idea. I just get yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So then, uh, yes, yeah, so um, basically he, he, he uh, printed it at circles around the mm. world, like, because it's also a big oh story that he, God. like, that was this hidden poet. This outsider artist. Yeah, and they were like, he was this, like, um, crazy um, genius who no one knew, and then he oh died, and so it was a Playing story. Into my sweet spot of people that I'm like, yes, this is a genius no one knows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, God. And then basically someone, people were like, this is ridiculous, right? Like people started looking at it like, this can't be real. So they thought that Harris had made it up. The story was too much. So they started looking into it and they found out it was actually these two guys and it sort of all unraveled from there. It made the New York Times. It made like all over the world this story. Like first the story of him being a person and then the story of the hoax. And um, yeah, and basically Harris, um, uh, the, the, the angry penguins, um, unraveled after it, after being exposed wow. on the front page of the paper. He got actually sued. Uh, sorry, he got uh, charged with um, indecency, public indecency for posting them because it has a couple of like, it has like incest, the, just the word incest in there and a couple of like rude okay. words. Yeah. But he was like, it's poetry, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so he got fined five pounds back in the 40s for that. And yeah. and then so he got uh, he got embarrassed, and these two guys were sort of like, "Oh my god, you 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 know you you, you pulled the rug over his eyes." But um, what they're saying, this is I think is a really shitty. Time. I don't have it written here. I forgot to post it on. But basically, there's a revisionist take on the whole thing that the Ernst Malley po it was actually real poetry because it was like an artist expression of satire and parody sure. and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. right so comedy it was is art, yes. comedy is <laughs> art it was actually a, a, a really great work of art and it was way better than because you know um, mm. um Mac macaulay and uh stewart the two guys who did it their poetry was 
was pretty rubbish anyway, mm. right? Yeah. So there's all these people who were saying, well, you're not, how good are you? The thing you tried to be make fun is being way more famous than you ever were. And so there's this revisionist thing that actually Max Harris, by publishing it, yeah. was he had the right mind and da 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 da. So there's a, a bit. Uh, I, don't know. Of, I know, I know. I think it's a bunch of modernist, like new guys in the, like the 90s and. If there, were, if there was like, like uh, if there were group chats back then, can you imagine how electric yeah. the group chat would have oh. been for yeah. Sydney when he goes when you heard the word "rushing a special edition" yeah. to yeah. print? That yeah. would have been like fucking screenshot. The group telegram <laughs> going off. What do you reckon? Got his ass. What do you reckon would be the hoax podcast to get you? Like, say you get an email from ABC being like, "This is the." What do you reckon would be the one where you're like, "We need to put a rush on this." Oh. Well, I mean, this would come pretty close. Like this, this whole idea, I would have to be like, like I think because we're Cam and I in research mode right now, like trying to find new stories and mm. stuff. I like if I came across this story, I was like, wow, there is this Cameron. You can't wait to hear this. There's a fucking guy who used to be a mechanic in Petersham, yeah, right near where I grew up. That used to write these poems. I had to rush this whole special edition, and I would be like pranked by guys that died seventy years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like it would absolutely get me. It would get me in and be like, "We have to make this, man. We have to put all our resources behind this one awful story that's about these losers, these loser bullies, bullying these guys in Melbourne." That's so funny. The um, parallels are so funny. It's like, so good. The warring like, scenes and the stuff warring like that scenes. is so funny. And just like the snarkiness and everyone sort of saying and like, "How snarky!" And you let them do their own thing. Yeah. Like it that seems like it would be good on like you know that what's that show where people get drunk, drunk history. history. Yeah. That would yeah. be a great drunk history. But also like so. like Lexi mentioned like it's cyclical and things come mm. back. Like hasn't that that has been done in comedy scenes yeah. where people like make Twitter personas of like it's different true. scene ah, comedians. Sure. And, and like, Mickey had a secret one. For yeah, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was going on. That one. Yeah, we'll never reveal what that name of that character was. I like revealing who did it, but not the name. I think it would be the equivalent of like Cam and Becky or whoever, like creating yeah, a whoever, whoever, yeah, no, whoever. But, uh, C James, funny people. <laughs> <laughs> P. Lucas. Um, so I think of creating like a, a shitty, yeah, crazy mm. storytelling Melbourne comedian and then submitting him to Raw. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And oh, somehow, yeah. like training some local actor who's never done comedy. Exactly. And writing all their bits and somehow getting through to the Raw final. Oh, okay. And then that's pulling it. back. Like that that's That would be. I'm almost certain Charlie has mentioned doing that. Like, <laughs> entering in Raw in Melbourne and just wow. telling stories. Why didn't Jack Wright enter all like 14 times? Could <laughs> <laughs> kind of I tell you one of my um, Dollar Chill mysteries? Yes. yes. This is oh. a Dollar Chill mystery. Um, so there was this used bookstore like secondhand bookstore records and all that stuff open for ages like forever completely run down like real olympia milk bar vibes mm, yep, around yeah. this place yep. and i think i only ever went in once and i would have been a teenager at that point like maybe like 15 or 16 when i was like that age where i would go into the city by myself and i remember getting off of that bus stop and I had seen through the window and there were like desirable items for me in there. There was like a Rocky uh, nov novelization of Rocky from the 70s Ooh, nice. and maybe like a screenplay of um, um, it was Annie Hall. Yeah, I won't, I won't we'll bleep that. Bleep that out. <laughs> I was like, you know, fourteen or fifteen, going like, oh, I want those. I love those. I want to see what they're like. And it was a kind of place where like everything was sun bleached, like everything inside was 
every book cover was blue because yeah, it was yeah. just sun bleached. And I think I once, no, I'd been in when I was a kid because I remember I got like a novelization of The Return of the Jedi that had like the set photos and stuff. Like where it'd be in the middle, there'd be like color photos oh, yeah. and everything. I think I had that. Yeah, it was very cool. Like back from like the 80s. And I was like, I remember I had that. And there was like, as a teenager, I want to go back. I remember going in. There were no lights on and the floor didn't exist, basically. There were just like planks and then you just saw straight down into like oh, wow. crevices or whatever, you oh, know? Okay. So the floor didn't really exist. I just remember seeing the man at the back and he like turned around and it kind of freaked me out. I was like, I just left. So I never got that Rocky novelization. And then the next few years after that, the place shut the doors and there was no longer... I don't, I don't know if the doors could open, you could go inside, but the doors shut. And then quickly after that, I guess to prevent like more sun bleaching on the merchandise on the inside, the man or whoever put up covering the entire opening space. Like, you know, they put up like newspapers or whatever mm. to cover them. Every single one of them was a picture of Cosima DeVito, the third, the second runner-up for the first season of Australian <laughs> yeah, Idol, wow. who dropped that because she had nodules. She had her own nodules. And it was just pictures of Cosima, and it said Cosima everywhere. Like, And it was mainly the same picture, but there were a few little variants in there. Right. So I was always wondering, like, is that Cosima's family? Of course. It's got to be. Or did they just find access to years later, like it would have been a few years after, five years maybe, they just find them on the street and go, well, we got heaps of this shit. Let's just put them up to stop the sun bleaching. Oh. It was just covered in Cosima, just everywhere. So this in wasn't contemporaneous with Cosima being on the show. Years later. <laughs> wow. AC yeah. Donovan had won. Anthony Kalia had been a runner-up. <laughs> there had been like multiple seasons multiple. of yeah, Idol yeah, at right. this point. Wow. And I just remember being fascinated by it. And then at one point they came down and then they redid the window, like advertising. We've got books, we've got this. And the doors just never were open right, so it was like a redone right. facade but then i feel like the doors were never open again and you never felt like you'd go the in the curse there. of never Cosima. i was mm. too scared to go in and now i long i wish i'd taken photos of the cosmo place because i can't find pictures of it online oh, do you wow. know what's in the space now um it's next to a car wash okay so there's a little strip there that i have many memories of there's a little strip uh on uh new canterbury road i grew up on new canterbury road but just around yep. the corner from there but it was um there's a vacant lot and then across a little cross street there is a car wash and then I think it might be like Thai massage like so maybe a massage place yep. now mm-hmm. um, and there was a Luxa place next to it but uh, also across the road was where I used to do my violin lessons. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time walking past that. I used to do my violin lessons with a woman named Olga, a tyrannical Russian <laughs> who would always poke me if I did anything wrong. And I, with a bow, a bow from her violin, she poked me in the ribs of it. Oh and yes, God. I sucked ass at violin, so it was always wrong. I never did anything good. Stop coveting that yeah. novelization of Rocky. <laughs> Play violin. Just like... Jab me with it, jab me, jab me, jab me with <laughs> that freaking never, bow. Never a nice Russian coach. You know? I know, exactly. That's why I identified with the story of Rocky so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so old because she really tr- treated me so crazy. She had a Vietnamese husband as well. Oh, oh wow. So really, That's a weird yeah. mix. Well, you know, they're both Soviet, you know, communist ah, countries. Right. And together. my family was communist as well, so I guess we really liked them. That's why they're poking me all the time. <laughs> well, if anyone knows, 
Hit us oh, up. What yes, happened to the yeah, store? Great mystery. The like those little stores. Maybe those we'll get in the mystery stores. game. Yeah, no. They directly reply to me, not to these guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is my business. The mystery game. <laughs> this is me. Oh, maybe one maybe that's the missing piece mysteries. for this podcast. Can we can we to come up with rival mystery scenes? You know, <laughs> <laughs> we send each other fake, <laughs> fake stories. Shit, these guys are <laughs> fake mysteries. We got rival like Scooby Doo vans, yeah. Yeah. drag racing. Uh, Did you? Because you said that you went to high school in Leichhardt, mm-hmm. but. Your formative years are yes. in Dully Hill. So yes, of course, I called the 445 is that's what you're about to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> you read my mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, are you, if you're like uh, hanging out, mm. is it mostly in Dully Hill or are you traveling just hanging with your friends in Leichhardt? I was all around. My friends, yeah. we were diverse. We covered every suburb of the inner west. <laughs> Mr. Wilder. Yes, we could go everywhere around the inner west and you would see a friend from school that you could spend time with in their neighborhood and learn the cultures of Stanmore at one point in time. <laughs> Stanmore, Petersham, Annandale, Ooh. Lilyfield, find out what all the secrets they hold and get to know each suburb quite well. Now we're talking. Yeah. I did see a little bit of history in Dully Hill that uh, Johnny Howard's family used to own a petrol station there. Yes. And he used to serve petrol there. Formative years for Johnny Boy. Yeah, he sniffed quite a Him with his brothers, Wall, Stan and Bob and John. Wall, Stan, Bob and John. Can I ask you, is Wall Stan one name? Was no, that two. two. Okay. Wally. <laughs> Stanley. I don't know. Wally. Yes, his adopted son. I've met a Waleed in the family. <laughs> I've met Bob on several occasions. I got a photo with him. Wow. Bob, Howard. Bob Howard. He's a lovely man. Um, he's like a weirdly like left wing academic at Sydney. Yeah, Hill. wow. And oh, um, every like family has a black sheep. I'll, uh, I'll give you guys a little off air hint. Well, I won't give you a hint. I will, I'll tell you something off air that I can't say on oh. air. But Why not? But funny. Because I don't want to defame you. I don't want to blog. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Just a little, and I'll tell you a story off air too. It'll <laughs> 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 be related to this one. But needless to say, Bob Howard rules. Okay, wow. it's a good story. Great story. Yeah. Better yeah. just, yeah. Don't want to defame him I don't want to blow out. Rules. Yeah. No, I just don't want to blow up his spot because it involves oh. illegal activity. Oh, wow. okay. Wow. Yes. He's a cocaine dealer. <laughs> True <laughs> Ben's <Bensley. laughs> Bob Any Howard. Rules, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but that, that, yeah, I know that petrol station. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like, uh, I think it's probably maybe more Ashfield or something now. Maybe it's well, redistributed. Th- there were two. Yeah. yeah there was one was in Dulwich Hill that is now, I looked it up on Google Maps oh, recently. Okay. It's now a European. Uh, Europe, yeah, like an Audi car dealership. Wardle Road and Hewitt Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah there, okay. But he did have a couple. The family did have a couple yeah, around yeah. there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, there you go. Well, you, you brought up a Dulwich Hill mystery. I got a, mm-hmm. a bit of a mystery. This one's from the 1920s. Mm. Uh, the Sweet Shop Murders. Oh, holy shit. Okay. The Sweet Shop. The Sweet Shop Murders. Oh, my okay. God. Okay. Happened in 1928. Uh, it was a little lolly shop owned by uh, Esther Vaughan. Uh, and then her sister, Sarah Fulvey, she ended up, she would hang out because she was widowed and she would mm. hang out and help her sister around the store. Wow. Um, I'm already excited. Anything involving a widow. Yeah. yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah. And the, back in that day, a lot of widows around. A lot yeah. of widows. Um, they're both described as being sort of of a different era. Uh, one wow, newspaper they article. Had people like that even back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> you never think about that. I always think of everyone's era appropriate. Hey, hey Ethel, the 1890s called. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate these pictures. Eh? <laughs> 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 they weren't moving so much. Did you get my drift? Um, she was described as, Esther was described as having a certain late, late Victorian dignity. Wow. Mm. Um, but you like, like you say, like 
weird stuff out of time. This mm-hmm. co- this threw me because I read this in a newspaper from 1950, the whole sort of retrospective mm-hmm. about it. It's happened in 1928. This is published in 1950, and it started, the first line goes, it was one of those small sweet shops where you stepped back into the atmosphere of the 90s. Oh, and they were referring wow. to the 1890s. When they're wow. saying the atmosphere of the 90s, I'm picturing Kevin Smith. Michael Bay was killing it with a bad boy. <laughs> Britney Spears. Spears. And some Pearl Jam. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. Grunge is in. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. Um, so I like this lolly shop as well because basically it's a sweet shop by day. But then by night, it's... Oh, my God. It's a succatorium or something. <laughs> no, it's... You can get sucked off. Okay. It's a lady hey. from a different time. <laughs> Maybe. But it was like... It was a local very hang. Very 70s suck. Yeah. <laughs> a local hang for the teenagers. Wow. Okay. So he, this is a direct quote from this newspaper. It said, uh, in, the, in the evenings, her little shop was a kind of rallying point, a meeting place for youths to whom she had sold lollies when they were toddlers. They made this gentle white-haired woman their confidant, she wow. heard of their successes and their disappointments this in their jobs. This is like the movie Ma. I haven't seen it. Yeah, everyone's going to see the movie Ma with... Uh, is that the new one? Yeah, uh, from oh, like five Octavia years ago. Spencer? Octavia Spencer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that where it's a creepy old lady going, yeah, kids, come drink at my house. Oh, yeah. okay. She's got a very creepy bit where they, they, she sews someone's mouth shut. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Well, I don't know how... Like, maybe this was creepy as hell, but this makes it sound to me like a, a dive bar for 16-year-old mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. Because they're sitting there. She You're like, maybe it's creepy. The story's called The Lolly Shop Murder. I'm already like convinced something bad might happen. Drew's just like, well, I'd go in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would. Uh, she was told in confidence of their budding romances with girls who had been her customers since they were seven years old. Wow. Um, like the glittering, mirrored suburban soft drink bars of today, Miss Vaughan's humble old-time shop become a sort of, became a sort of youth club. Outside, there was a tangle of bicycles. Inside, a friendly, cordial atmosphere and lemon squash and raspberry vinegar. Mm. So I'm just picturing ooh, like... My favourourite drink, raspberry <laughs> vinegar. <laughs> vinegar. Oh, ooh, nice and tight. Wow. Takes the edge off. It's, yeah. it's, like, it's fucking... It's cheers but for, yeah. the, for 15-year-old kids. Um, they were they, both these women were very known for their frugal habits. Um, wow, cheapskates! Always squirreling money, cheapskates. Absolutely, wow. classic nineties mindset. <laughs> and um, uh, as tends to happen with with people like this, there starts to be a bit of gossip spreading throughout the neighbourhood, mm. uh, and it gets and it's sort of a um, one of the things where people are whispering, and every time someone tells someone the wealth that they supposedly have in the store, it just keeps mm. getting bigger and wow, bigger and okay. bigger. So yeah. people are like you know. They have a. Fo- they're rich, basically. Right. Wow. So they're this crypto bros. Sort yeah. Of yeah. Wow. Well, I don't know about crypto. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> real and stuff. <laughs> it was a fantastic analogy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that the rumors were also compounded by the fact that they were generous to no- local people in the neighborhood that they knew. You know, if they were down on their luck, they would give them loans, and they weren't to. They weren't like bashing their knees up if they couldn't repay them. They were okay. like repay when you repay, but hey. Look after yourself. Wow. Direct um, quote. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, I love that she recorded every little transaction in her little exercise book, very wow. old school. Um, so then- Oh, she didn't have a computer. Is that what you just said? It's not in 20. I said old school. Like, I should have said new school. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the shop. Well, very, very school. No Excel. Okay, book. Ethel. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the night of the murder, okay, this is a uh, cold Saturday night, winter's night, June 30, 1928. Um, and basically it was, there was a period where 
everything, all the shops around her had shut. And by the way, this is right where the general is, on right at the tip of Marathon yeah, Road. Great, so great cafe, by the way. Right. Yeah, yeah, it general is a cafe. The general is a great cafe. So we're talking right around this sort of area. Yeah, great burgers at the general. Mm. Let it be known. <laughs> The chicken burger especially it's is very fantastic. good. It's very good. I believe we've shared a brunch there a couple of times, Drew. Have we? I think so. Okay. A former brunch club that you and I oh, remember. Yeah. I never went to that one. I, oh, wow, I, wow. I, I was a matinee with you, I it's believe. Actually, yes, of course, a matinee. A wonderful brunch club at matinee. Um... That, you guys uh, jealous? I was, <laughs> very jealous. I was about to get my address yeah, away. Me, me and Alex aren't talking because we're clenching the table really hard. Um, so this is, yeah, there's a bit of a period between the, clo- the, the stores around her closing and then the local cinema was about to let people out. So there's like a little lull before their late night sort wow. of rush after the last I'm getting picture. jealous now imagining there was a cinema that close to where oh, I grew up. Yeah, it was run right on Maripool Road mm-hmm. apparently. Wow. Um, I, w- I don't know. Everywhere. 1928. Crazy. What pictures would have been showing? Black Panther one, maybe. Yeah. Austin yeah. <laughs> Power. Original Austin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was the night? Yeah. Two guns. Yeah. Two, two, two guns, guns on the menu for a few hours. Two guns. You got to load them with a muzzle. Two muskets. Two muskets. So funny. Um, and. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's in who's in Two Guns? Denzel. Denzel I was I couldn't say. tell you one other actor. I've only seen the menu. I don't Never know. Seen the, the movie. I don't know in the twenties if a black guy's hanging out with a white guy that <laughs> openly. Yeah, there's one gun. Then um, um <laughs> <laughs> they sat, <laughs> they sat down to have their supper. Um, wow, well, as you do. And uh, they just yeah, a couple of sandwiches, some tea, mm-hmm. um, and then. Before they could even eat a single sandwich, a tall, lean, overcoated, youngish man who wore a black mask <laughs> stalked into the room. Oh well, I'm sure it wasn't three youngish men in an overcoat. <laughs> 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 it's a cinema, you know what I mean? Uh, he snatched a revolver from his overcoat pocket and fired one shot at each of the women. Uh, the range was so close that the dresses, their dresses were scorched from oh the barrel of the gosh. gun. So he made sure he, was, he knew what he was doing. Fucking oath. Um, and they both died instantly. Oh, my God. I'm so crying for these women. These poor women, mm. Esther and uh, Sarah. Um, lovely women by all accounts. Loved yeah. around the neighbourhood. There was a few witnesses. There were people on the street who claimed to have seen this guy. He basically ran off and got on a motorbike um, and, and took off. And there were people who say they'd seen a, a tallish guy who matched that description mm. on a motorbike earlier. Yeah. There were people who were walking. or Someone was going past on a tram and saw a guy run out of the store. Oh, they had trams around there? They had trams around oh. there. Had a tram line and everything. Um, there was one witness who saw the whole thing. This is Alec Ross. Uh, he kept a ham and beef shop directly across the road. Wow. Now we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, no need for the, any chicken. Good luck if you want a chicken. It's yeah. ham and beef. Ham number and one beef number two. only. Yeah. Exciting. Okay. Uh, they got to re-bring this business back. Yeah. This is exciting. <laughs> they should re-bring back Alec all Ross, of this. ham and beef. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he was he was sitting in his sitting room behind his shop when he heard two shots. He thought there'd been a car accident, Fuck. so he came running out, uh, and he was looking through his window. But there was a like a, a fly screen, wire fly screen. Mm. Wow! Which he's basically said, I couldn't make out the guy yeah. because of the fly screen. Which I don't. Know. <laughs> well, if you've seen the movie My Cousin Vinny, same thing happens. Is that and true? They're like, tell me about your fly screen. You live in squalor, you fucking pig, fucking shit, Alabama. <laughs> That's kind of what happens. They're like. Yeah, your fly screen is disgusting. There's no way you could tell who the perps were. Does oh. Marissa Tomei say that? She, uh, no, Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci says, says it. Okay. Yeah, Joe Pesci says it. Um, well, same thing happened. He basically said, uh, as he walked out, he saw the guy take off the mask 
And wow. it, it sounds like he, he threw it on the ground and it sounds like he did a bit of a, like a Kaiser Soze because he says he was... I thought you were just going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. He did a bit of a seizure, Kaiser. Yeah, I thought you were about to say that. He put on makeup. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he... took off the mask. He yeah. was agitated. One time I did, he bring on seizure as Kaiser Soze. <laughs> he hadn't done stand-up for like ages. Like he's coming back. I'm like, man, I'm excited to have you on. I was emceeing. And I go, and please always say, she's one of the greats. Kaiser Soze. I mean, seizure Kaiser. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this bloke looks freaked out and he's looking around and then he sort of, he went off really agitated and then became calmer as he wow. approached his motorcycle, yep. jumped on and, and took off. He's a symbiotic being. Um, did this, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever looked at a guy called E. Brock for this? <laughs> Mr. Ross said he basically didn't look like Anyone like a local youth he'd seen? He said he wow. looked. He was too well dressed. He looked like a, cl- a clerk or a businessman. Wow! Um, and the, also the mask. He, this guy went and picked the guy's mask up, put it on. Some pretty wacky adventures. Oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> what? No, the mask was described as not a crude affair, such as a burglar might use, but a molded black mask of paper mache. It had eye slits and looked like a mask such as worn at a masked ball. Oh my oh. god! So it was a bit. It was a Zorro mask, like a Zorro mask. Yeah. It was a Zorro yeah, mask, wow, okay. which is cool. As like, but also, I don't know about. I don't know if it's cool. You just killed two. Legs. <laughs> 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 but he's so flamboyant. I was a fan yeah. of that guy, but then I heard he had a black cool mask. Yeah, he had and a freaking motorbike. This yeah. guy's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he rocks a big long coat, neo esque. Uh, <laughs> the cops basically found cash and silver stashed. All over the shop, they're pulling wow. it from under the desk, from like little hidden. Oh my you know, god! So it wasn't even a robbery and stuff. Well, there was ten pound. Uh, sorry, but there was about five pound on the desk that one of them had been counting, and he didn't even touch that. Oh my god! He took off, but um, they they eventually found what's worth. I think it was worth two thousand pound in oh. 1928, which is wow. a fair bit of coin. Yeah, so, sure. Um, these ladies absolutely I think probably worth like, like for my estimation. $12 billion. <laughs> <laughs> if you invested in crypto very early. Absolutely. On August 26, about two months later, they arrest a youth, 18 years old, at Cogra. Um, Cogra, wow, he uh, moved pretty far. He don't even consider that being a West, if you ask no, me. He had a motorbike, not. so don't worry about oh him. God. He probably stopped off at Johnny Howard's petrol station. Yeah. Um, he was picked from a lineup as uh, one of 11 men. He, the guy said he resembled the masked man, man who came out of the store. Um, and he basically said, I wasn't there on the night. He was charged, he was tried, and he was properly acquitted. This is John Reynolds. Um, Ryan Reynolds' dad. Ryan Reynolds' yeah. granddad, I think. Yeah, another masked old. man. Deadpool the Merc with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Runs in the family. And so basically it is, it's considered... Uh, unsolved. A, an unsolved case, wow. a cold case. But if you go into it, um, so he's not an OJ. Everyone knows he did it, but he got off. They well, it's a little bit like that. Okay, interesting. If you go into it, this um, I listened to a bloke who does a great podcast called Australia. Uh, Baz Luhrmann, unknown Australia, something like that. It's a great podcast. Wow, you should look it up. I, I should. I'll cut have this to, moment oh, out. Well, he does Australian in. mysteries. Yeah. Um, so there's a third. But he like pulled this guy's record and he, he, the, the dude's like a serial, um, sort of a grifter. He was a con man. Mm. He was uh, charged with attempted rape one time. Fuck. He was just basically a bad guy and he was yeah. a liar and he, he was like, I wasn't there. And then his alibi fell apart, but the, the, like the prosecution was just so terrible. And he's like, I don't have a gun. 
And they were like, I guess we have to believe him. Mm. But then all his friends were like, he has a gun. Any mm. motive? Um, well, they think basically the week before, a, a gentleman matching this description, which was this bloke. Guy wearing black mask on a motorbike. Went in. <laughs> <laughs> his, his MO was to go into shop, local shop owners and come up with like a sob story. Mm. He was literally doing like the equivalent oh, of like mask the is too tight. ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I need a lot of the blood to my skull. <laughs> I'm going crazy. <laughs> but he would do that. He'd try to extort local businesses, mm. and he went in the week before and said, "Give me some cash." And they were like, "Go fuck yourself." And then apparently came in, uh, pissed off, and was like, "No, I want the cash." And they tried to lock him in the store to to like oh, to be like, "We're gonna wait here crap. till the cops." And he was like, pulled the gun out, shot them both, and took off. off. He eventually um, he joined the army. He was he's like was in Palestine. He went to Perth as a military policeman mm. and then eventually died in 1988 in Dulwich Hill. Like a, short, came back. Wow. a, short, oh. a short walk from where the, where the murder occurred. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. No crossover with me. Too young to have met the guy. I was one year old. I shook his wow. hand. I wow. <laughs> this bloke's all right. <laughs> you killed one with John Oh, uh, yeah, crap. but speaking of true crime, I think Kirk has a yeah. I have something a little more recent. Oh uh, my gosh, that happened oh, in Lord. I believe in the last two years. Uh, this uh, ah, it was this year. Yeah, it was a lady uh, called Delara Sen who owns a cafe in the inner city, and a, a young cafe owner from Sydney's inner west acted as a courier service for a sophisticated dial a dealer operation, oh, wow. where she would wow. drop off coke to her customers, and then a bit of a Daily Telegraph color. But this time of the cocaine variety. Wow, of course, because I'm reading this going, what's so crazy about a cafe serving Coke to customers? (laughs) It's a beverage that's very popular (laughs) amongst lunching bottles. It's, of course, a drink that's well known for being shared amongst your friends, especially during the summertime. (laughs) Hang on a moment. Let me read this next sentence. Oh, Oh, now I know why there's so much controversy around here. $300 for a bottle of Coke. (laughs) Wow, okay. So you can buy that... Beautiful thing known as nose candy. <laughs> so I said when uh, police apprehended her at her Dulwich Hill home, she wow. alleged uh, she told her alleged drug boss they found everything. I'm so sorry. Uh, she w- she worked as a driver for what police call as a cocaine delivery syndicate across the city with a menu of cocaine, Valium, and Xanax. San would be assigned orders and drop them off to customers. And the Daily Telegraph had like a little table of all mm. the suburbs they dropped off to, and yep. like a. Uh, what drugs got the most? And like mm. four clues, big on Valium and Xanax. Wow, oh, the Xanax. Yeah, yeah. So wow. she was a driver. Yeah, Valium is actually really easy to get. I, I actually got Valium from Dollar Chill lots of times because I would just go to my doctor. I'm going on a flight. I'm really scared. <laughs> um, and I, I actually haven't been on a flight in a long time. What if I'm scared? He's like, oh, don't worry. Come get them. And before you leave, come back again. I'll give you some more. Wow, <laughs> yeah. So maybe they were working together. Yeah. That's how they got them. Damn. So uh, basically, yeah, she she would just do this stuff. And it said between uh, July the 30th and August 20 of last year, Sen delivered a whopping 78 bags of cocaine and 72 Xanax tablets for $3,300. So that doesn't seem like that's very much. That's not that much. For 78 oh, bags. Yeah, selling one, one little grain yeah. per bag. And that's she, not that much money. Not, like, and she owns this cafe. Like, surely she's pulling in more she money. She owns the cafe, cafe. And I, 
uh, we probably shouldn't mention the name of the cafe on mm. here because she's like trying. But I did like an ABN lookup and found the mm. cafe that she has, and uh, it, it, it like, yeah, it seems, Super seems nice. Put this yeah. in the notes for the after pod discussion. <laughs> yeah, Drew yeah. has a, po- a a topic. I have a yeah. topic. Now you have to reveal yeah, it's this. Chris Hardwick's talk and notice board. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, my favorite comedian of all time. I love Chris Hardwick. I love Nerdist and whatever the new one's called. One D zero. One OT or whatever it's called. Oh, I, I don't know. know. Nerd is the first ever podcast I listened to. Wow, wow, wow. And now look at us yeah. competing. Competing with <laughs> rivals. And yeah, yeah. Um, so basically she was just a driver and she um wow. she but the best part was like um she um asked for bail because she said she had a social media account to run for her cafe. Yeah. So that was the condition. She's like, you got to give me bail because I got to keep posting Insta of all the brunches in case there's some sort of brunch club. Brunch club. Comedy's brunch club could stop by. (laughs) At any time. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but that was a little cafe owner who got busted for dealing cocaine all over the shop. I can't wait to try their brunch. Like, does the menu look all right? The menu doesn't look too bad, yeah. And the name of the cafe is actually pretty cool too. But uh, mm. I'll mention it. Well, Hardwick will mention it after like the cafe. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. The cocaine cafe. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The cocaine cafe. Like a yeah. Breaking Bad or a Weeds, you know? Like mm. somebody just yeah. on a cafe but selling like, drugs. You, but you just, you know Manufacturer, like she's just driving. Yeah, she was. A, yeah, because <laughs> that was the weird thing. Cafe, like, yeah, she owns the cafe, mm. but then she's just acting as like a delivery driver for drugs. So the, you know, she's not the kingpin. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Oh, maybe she would get wow. there eventually. Well, but you hope so. With that yeah, kind of drive, so, and yeah. small business <laughs> acumen. Yeah, and we need to see more women. Yeah, <laughs> leading criminal enterprises. Exactly. You know, where are the opportunities? Oh, man. Um, wow. Let's do let's this. Let's do the final three, baby. Lex, wow. if someone says, mm-hmm. "Baby, I am coming to Dully Hill," wow, and I need something to do morning after. <laughs> I text night. you that a, a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I said, "Okay, brunch club reform." <laughs> <laughs> where do you tell them to go? Wow, what's your itinerary? Well, firstly, I guess brunch. Club will reform. We're yeah. going to breakfast. We're going to the general, the aforementioned general. Yes. Beautiful. So Drew will be there. I'll be there. Marcel Blanche the Will will be there. Uh, <laughs> whole, Fran whole Middleton's back in town. She's joining Brunch Club again. Hello. Um, Me and Alex. Yeah, you guys we're, can come, of course. Oh. Um, uh, ben Caution could make an appearance oh, yes. at Brunch wow. Club. Stephanie so, Broadbridge, even. Oh, I never went to Brunch Club with Stephanie Broadbridge. So Neither not part I. of my fantasy, but I actually <laughs> Love Steph. I'd love to share a brunch with her. Um, and sure. um, uh, so we will go to the general and we'll be getting uh, something really scrummy, really mm-hmm. scrumptious breakfast. Good coffee too. Yes. And we'll be getting uh, Coke from another cafe <laughs> around the corner <laughs> because the general, unlike the Gladstone in this case, they will be allowing outside food and beverage <laughs> to be consumed there. Okay. Um, and then, okay, so we got lunchtime, I guess. What do we do? Probably go look at um, where that try and find like if any trace of the Cosima poster in between yeah, there. Yeah, Go back to that place. I actually think I remember what it is. I think it's an Aussie home loans place now. Oh, yeah. Aussie. Yeah. John Simon. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we love that guy. Yeah. One of the great charisma personalities of Australia. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cosima's so uncle. Yeah, yeah, we go find if there's any Cosima traces around there. Maybe go see the demolished apartments that my uh, uh, rude violin teacher used to work at. Um, 
I'm trying to think where we go for lunch. Maybe we go to the Hub House Diner for lunch. Okay. That's uh, Rosa Sinafuegos, uh, the oh, Mexican place, thank you rocks so much. as well. I, sorry, Hub House Diner, you being the replace. We are going through Rosa Sinafuegos, the Taco Deli. Beautiful mm. tacos. Probably the best tacos in this whole fucking Great city. Great horchata as well. Oh, the horchata is off the chain. And if you love deli items, they sell Mexican deli stuff exactly. too. Exactly. It's a tamaria, uh, so it's like yes. uh, tama- tamaloria, sorry, tamales. you got tamales oh, that are really delicious. You get that shit. You're getting loaded up on all that stuff. Absolutely delicious. Then probably you got a couple of hours. You go to the butcher's brew, have one beer, mm-hmm. and then you just See go. One it's a confidence Kirk. beer. Yeah. Confidence <laughs> Exactly. So you can walk into the Gladstone and be like, <laughs> blue suede shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you sit down with three other audience members forcing Mike Goldstein to kick off an open mic <laughs> evening. Um, and then uh, there's a really good butcher, a Greek butcher, a gourmet butcher in Dodge Hill. So I'll probably get a rack of lamb or some swalakis oh. from there Ooh. or something. And have the best yes. pitters. They got great pitters there too. I would take that. Um, thank you. And then um, I, for dinner, my favorite restaurant is the Min. A fantastic Vietnamese restaurant. Mm. Peter Burner himself, back when he used to do the food column, would call it one of his favorite restaurants. And it's fantastic. They've got the best pho. But my favorite is um, they do this like rice pepper rolls that you roll yourself. So you get like the barbecue pork and you get like all the accoutrement for all that, the vermicelli and stuff. And then the rice pepper rolls come out flat and you got to like put them in Ooh. water. You get them so they're textured again. And then you put... Uh, you assemble it yourself. It's just so freaking tasty, delicious. Fun wow. fact, me and Drew, Peter Burner's favourite comedians. Wow. Oh, he put that in his yeah, column? Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. Well, is that true? No. no. Wow. Yeah, he yeah, not have less impressive. Wow. At Ciderfest, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. circa, I don't know, 2018, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to MC. well, Jamie was emceeing. It was an all-day comedy festival, Alexi. At Cider. At, at the Tudor Hotel, Hotel. Wow. sponsored by some cider company. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it um, started at 12 and wow. had comedy from 12 till 1.30, 1.30 till Fuck. 3, 3 till 5, mm. 5 till 9. I was, um, oh I was, list, I think Jamie was going to MC the 12 to 1. Yeah. And I was going to MC the, like, the 1.30 to Two thirty. There's only half hour breaks. Well, yeah. maybe it was two. I don't know what it. That actually the breaks weren't that long. I can't remember. I would be begging for those breaks. The full line. Yeah. I, I yeah. The audience were begging. Well, the audience were. There was no audience. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I had. I was moving house that morning. And oh, what a dream to leave moving house <laughs> to go do stand up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I finished the whole thing, but in the act of moving, because we didn't have movers, we just had we we're doing it ourselves, mm. and I had a big box full of heavy shit, and I. Um, misjudged a step and rolled my ankle and just like uh. completely fucked it so oh i could barely God. walk yeah. and then i got there and i said i said to kirk i said jamie i'm not you know i'm, I'm injured mm-hmm. i need you up there with me i can't yeah. MC alone oh, no. peter was like this guy's not competing on the einstein factor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's bring back malian and toliopolis wow <laughs> the we, kings of the scene i tell you we got up there and uh, we were both pretty hammered. <laughs> so wow. hammered. It's only like 2 p.m. or something. Yeah, it's 2. And yeah, you guys have a dangerous lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're comedians, baby. Yeah, we live true. dangerously. And what's the excuse now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're alcoholics. Yeah, podcasters, you can still drink on the job. And, uh, and, uh, and Peter Burner was the headliner. And, but he was, it was like Peter Burner. Maybe two of the other comics were on, and maybe a smattering of three to four people who wow. are audience. Real and just brew. Me and Jamie just talked about 
who we thought was going to win Raw that year. <laughs> wow, what a <laughs> thrilling conversation. Yeah. Very candidly and mean about every <laughs> Wow. Was <laughs> this your some double act on stage? Yeah. yeah. Oh, some of them wow. sitting in the audience as well. I <laughs> oh remember at one point they're like, burner. how do you think you'll go with Raw? And we're wow. like, not good. Oh, oh my God. God. I'm getting hives hearing this. Peter Burner, just imagining him sitting there going like, what have I done? What yeah. have I and then you could see rethinking it. his whole life. And then Bernard delivered a very like professional old school yeah. comedy set to like, uh, yeah, three people, and me and Drew just hammered at the back, oh. being like, Bernard! <laughs> oh, oh. We were Bernie Bros that yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he is awesome. We were fucking Bernard. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a great he's comic. so sick. But we made a very I don't think I've poor. Ever met him. We made a very poor impression. We did. It was pretty embarrassing. Wow. Um, but shout, look, out to shout out to Bernard. If yeah. you want to come on the pod, baby. Yeah. He lives yeah. in Newcastle for a bit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. No, he's very funny. He's awesome. And our last question, Alexi. You have ascended to the stratosphere. You have ascended finding Jesus like. Wow. Thank you so much career. for putting two, those two things together. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sharp podcasting wow, mind. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> On two hours and, of sleep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and with all your riches and your ascension cult status, would you settle down in Dulwich Hill? It's so, yeah, I actually would. I yeah, love it. It's a lovely there. area. Yeah, I love yeah, it because I lovely. live closer to there than I have in a long time. And it's been really nice because it's weird. Like I live a couple suburbs over and I'm really close to where I was, but it's like only accessible by walking. Like mm. it's not, there's no direct bus or transport mm. there, mm. but I absolutely love it. Cause I've been going down and doing the, the like walking route that I used to do. Like when I still lived in Dojo and Hoston park, cause it just, it's like along the cooks river, mm. like yes. walking through that way. I just love it so much. Like it makes me so nostalgic now walking down there that like when I do it, like when I started doing that walk again, because the first time I got close to being able to do it, um, I started listening to like all the old podcasts I used to listen to when I was like 20 or whatever doing these walks and like all like started listening to like Pete Holmes's albums and yeah, stuff yeah, like that yeah. and like a Jezelnik album <laughs> that one of the shark on the cover, Shakespeare yeah. or something yeah, it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. I started listening to all these like things I used to do when I was that age and like listening to like Modest Mouse and all this oh, shit, like all the stuff band. that was in my youth. Benny Caution's uh, comedy podcast? Or? Oh, of course. <laughs> a podcast I think I co-hosted. You were on about five episodes. Um, so like listening, like listen to all this stuff and like remembering like how nice it was especially like that was I still used to do that walk when I was like doing open mics and that's where I would like think about my ideas and all that shit yeah. and I'm like wow it was so it's been so nice I absolutely love that part of Sydney because it's like so close to the city and like very urban but still like you have more green there like if there's like actually nice parks that people don't really know about mm, and no. stuff like that whole cooks river area it's crazy it's so nice yeah, now. it was shit when i was a kid mm. there was like trolleys galore in that fucking <laughs> in that like cooks river it was disgusting and now all these volunteers i saw them this week when i went for a run they're all like cleaning it themselves as like volunteers and it's kayaks you can get fucking kayak down the cooks river before i was just like oh you become like a mutant like that guy in like (laughs) robocop that gets that little bit of like he lands in like that puddle of goo and becomes like a pig man before he dies (laughs) i was like that's what it'll be like when he entered them i just love it it's so nice and there's like nice food and stuff there there always has been there's like some businesses i miss like that luigi's bakery the italian bakery that just closed down it's like all those things that were there when I was young, they're gone now. But 
it's like all these new things have come in that have replaced it. I think it's such a nice area. It's and I yeah. love it, and I would love to buy the childhood home I grew up in. It will probably be really expensive now. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I guess I would use all my riches to buy that and <laughs> then, I guess, have no money to live after it. <laughs> <laughs> completely spent using the mortgage on, like, every place. It was so fucking expensive there as well now. Yeah. That's yeah. a lovely answer. Yeah, yeah. and the KFC is awesome there. The KFC is really top-notch. Interesting. I went to the Crush Bar many a time oh, at that KFC. Oh, Crush Bar. All right. And uh, so do you much. have anything you want to plug, Lex? Absolutely. Please, dear listener, check out the YouTube series of Finding Jesus. It rules. Yes, I am a YouTuber. Officially. <laughs> I'm a YouTuber guy. I make comedy on YouTube. Um, yeah, it's called Finding Jesus. It's a you know a spiritual successor to the podcast Cameron James and I do, uh, which was Finding Drago, Finding Esperado, where we find weird mysteries out there in the world and we solve them. And yeah, we did solve one of the internet's biggest unsolved mysteries that went unsolved for a decade. We got to the end. We unmasked the masked person, not the one that committed some <laughs> lollipop murders. Um, but yeah, we we solved one of the internet's yeah. biggest unsolved wow. mysteries. It's pretty and sick. It's funny can, as hell. You can, you can stream the entire thing. You can mm-hmm. binge it, unlike what I had to do, which was wait one agonizing yeah. week between episodes. Oh. And I think actually soon there'll be like a long form version that will be coming on the channel. Nice. Maybe by the time this is out, maybe in a couple of weeks, Look which will just be... Um, it's basically the Literally whole like, series, but yeah. it's like, you know, 67 minutes or whatever it will be, 75 minutes. Um, with uh, It's actually, there's no new material in it. In fact, there's probably less in there to like <laughs> all the stuff that's like a recap yeah. has been taken out. Yeah. And, you know, it's not a feature-length film because actually I do prefer the, the six-part series, but mm-hmm. it's actually made to access a different part of YouTube's algorithm. So ah. that will be coming up. And if you're someone that watches stuff like that, Fucking hell, hope it comes to your feed naturally, brother. Yeah, it's great. Check go. it out. Yeah, check it out. And also, Total Rebirth, the podcast that Cam and James and I host, uh, we just hit 200 episodes. So we've done a three-episode spectacular Beautiful. where we go year by year what our favorite movies were since the day we were born. Hell wow. yeah. Mm. I like That's that. That's amazing. And what's yeah. next uh DB Cooper, you're solving that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going back in time. We're going to kill the guy. <laughs> we're going to kill the guy on the plane. Um, no, we're actually working on the next thing. So oh, hopefully it'll be next exciting. year. Uh, but we, uh, we're very lucky that we got to like uh, spend the last few weeks like finding new mysteries, just like actually spending time and going, finding like a bunch of mysteries around Australia that we all, all weird, interesting stories. You know, awesome. really cool shit. Oh, yeah. 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 If you yeah. like this pod, you're definitely going to like that. So yeah, go definitely, check it out. Definitely, awesome. yeah. And as always, you can rate and review us five stars Please on Spotify do. and Apple Music. I've done both. Oh, oh, thank you, a True king. True and you have to fans. listen to it on both formats to do the review. And yes, I have. Oh, <laughs> I've done look both. at this guy. Yeah. Juggling formats. And you can also you. subscribe to our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. which is uh, That which I've is not great. done, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, a little bit of homework for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got something to do. Finally, a new activity for me to do. It for we're we're, uh, we're kind of YouTubers wow. ourselves. Yeah, um, of course, <laughs> I saw you at the video conference yeah. that we all went to. <laughs> yeah. you know? 
And uh, hit us up on socials. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Mm-hmm. We love hearing from you and all your stories. Yeah. And awesome. any tips would be appreciated. Apart from that, Lex, what Thanks, a pleasure Lex. to have you. Oh, we will see you next back. week, everybody. Thanks, Even everyone. including me. I'm back as well next You're week. You're back every <laughs> week. Wow, okay. Whenever, whenever. Um, uh, so I, I've lived in Peterson for a year. Yes, <laughs> there you go. Have you done a Summer Hill episode? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Summer Hill's got stuff to cover. Wow. Ooh. Trinity Grammar, baby. All right. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. Scandal Town. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Catch Bye. You.